When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Saturday Session with Daniel McCarty and Grant Elliott. Every day's a Saturday. Every night's a night like this. Good morning to you. It is just gone 10 o'clock on a Saturday around New Zealand. Stephen McIver, not uh, Daniel McCarty, and of course, Grant Elliott. Look, morning, Grant. How are you? Uh, morning, Stephen. I, morning to all the listeners out there as well. I had to do my I had to do my worst South African impersonation just for you this morning. So is Grant Elliot okay? Yeah, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> I think you've nailed it. You you rolled the R's for a little bit too long, but um, oh, I do get that often. I get that really often. Like when people say my name, they just uh, sort of break out into a South African accent or their best South African and, accent. And I've also actually gone out in, in sympathy with you. So you've got this magnificent beard with a, a touch of grey. I've just decided since I'm doing some telly for all, I'm going to try and grow a beard until I have to chop it off. Problem is it's all grey, which I'm not happy about. Yeah, so yours will be all salt. Mine's salt and pepper at the oh, moment. But yeah, that's the late. The ladies love salt and pepper. Let me just pay the bills for a moment, Grant. <laughs> then we'll tell everybody what's going to happen on the Saturday session and the Tui Mowers Club Hour. Welcome to the show. It, it is a good one today because uh, we're going to talk in this next hour between now and eleven uh, cricket, and there's plenty of talk about cricket at the moment. We're going to talk. Uh, Grant's going to talk to me about why we could feel New Zealand could feel a South African. First eleven in New Zealand of all things. Also, we're going to talk uh, UFC with Mike Angove, who was the the striking coach for CKB. Of course, UFC two eighty seven in Miami tomorrow night. It is Adesanya versus Pereira. And then we're going to talk some boxing. So I'm going to school up Grant on some boxing because uh, April 27 is the fight for life. Uh, and Sioni Famuwina, former warrior, uh, also motivational speaker, lives in Rotorua. He's up against DJ Forbes and ex-All Black. And that will be an interesting one to look forward to. And Troy McLean down in Wellingtown on the NBL, which started at the weekend. So there is so much to look forward to on the Saturday session brought to you by the Tui Mowers Club Hour. Actually, you know what, Grant? My favourite, you know what my favourite sound is on a Saturday morning? My uh, The lawnmower. Yeah, now, so, okay. So in South Africa, would you, would, you, would, you, would you have woken up to lawnmowers on a Saturday morning? Oh, yeah, on the weekends. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. You see, I find that quite peaceful. I, my wife and I were looking at a house the other day. It was in the afternoon, about 2.30, and there was this lawnmower going. And I went, oh, my <laughs> gosh, maybe we should just buy this house for that little lawnmower going around the place. But actually, if you, uh, <laughs> if you text us on double eight double three, which is the Tampa Bed Post text line, uh, then you can go in the draw to win uh, a couple of prize packs. Uh, Kieran's nodding at me. Kieran's got, hey, do you, have you seen Kieran's luscious beard? He's got a ranger. He's total ranger. Total ranger. It is. Have you seen it's it? It's extreme orange. I like it. Yeah, talk, about, uh, talk about salt and pepper. I've got the breakfast orange juice going <laughs> in here, boys. So, Thank you, Posey. Uh, right across with the breakfast crew. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. So uh, get on the Tampa Bay Post text or even call us because Grant loves a chat. I love a chat. So if there's anything we're talking about with cricket in the next hour, then give us a call on 0800 That's 0800 Into the headlines in just a moment. Now, Grant, have you been watching the Masters? Uh, I haven't. I, I've seen a little bit, like followed it. 
but um, probably only the the thing that we'll talk about a little bit later, the extreme thing that happened, uh, which could have hurt a number. No, of no, no. We're not. We're not going to talk about it later. We're going to talk about it now because I think okay. it, I think it's quite actually called. I know it sounds terrible. Breaking news, but two yeah. two trees fell over out of their out of their own thoughts. Uh, at the seventeenth, I think it was close to the tee box. Have a listen to what the commentators thought about this. In the pink today. Oh, good oh. gracious. Watch out. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, Everybody's okay. Holy oh. smokes. You should see Grant's face. <laughs> you should see Grant. You heard the thud, right? You heard the thud. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, funnily enough, I, I sent out the Instagram uh, message this morning just for everyone to, to know what was going on in the show. And what I got back was the video of that happening. Um, you know, I, I had it sent three times. And uh, <laughs> these trees are massive. I mean, they'd be... What in excess of twenty meters high, probably. Yeah, they look. They look like and, big. Um, they look like big pines, didn't they? Yeah, massive pines. And <laughs> it's so funny. The commentator. Oh my god! I hope everyone's all right. Well, I, I was looking, trying to see if anyone got out of the way, and I think, thankfully, the latest report I had seen that no one was injured. But that's that's a TBC. But I mean, oh my gosh, uh, crazy. But the if you want to create drama. Brooks Kepka leads at twelve under. Now, who does Brooks Kepka play for? He's on the Live Tour, and they're mm. all they're all trying to make this drama. Oh no! If, if someone a Live person uh, wins the Open, we're going to storm the green. And I think it was Kepka himself who said to the journalist, "Hey, shut up! Just shut up! I'm talking to my mates, and they're fine." So where do you where do you sit on this one, Grant? I'm I'm intrigued because I'm quite surprised you haven't been following because cricket. I thought all cricketers play golf. Yeah. I love my golf. I actually got fitted for clubs the other day. Fitted uh, for clubs. Okay. Yeah, well, you have to get fitted. If yeah. you want to take it seriously, you can't play with you know, average clubs. And I, my clubs, I've had them 15 years. I bought them from a loan shop for a loan $170. Shark. A loan shark. loan shop. Oh, okay, right, shop. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and um, listen, the, this is mercenary golf. I mean, the, the one issue I have is potentially who's paying them. Okay, but we did discuss this. Uh, it was there was a, an American uh, baseballer who was over here, George Consos, the the other day, and I spent some time with him, and, and we were discussing this. And I said, well, you know, if I got asked to coach Afghanistan mm-hmm. in cricket, wow. right? I mean, essentially, you know, they are governed by the Taliban. So he said, well, live golf would be like them putting a hundred and fifty million in front of you. Then what do you do? <laughs> well, do you shake the Taliban's hand and say, oh, I can't wait to meet them? Well, what, would you, um, what would you do? What would you do? What if, yeah. what if Afghanistan well, came I'd to like you? To, I'd like to think that you'd probably say no, oh. just integrity-wise with what's happening. Yeah. Um, you know, but what, if they, but, what, if they, um, what if they dropped, you know, like half a million a year in front of you? What would you yeah, do then? I, no, see, this, yeah, this is well, a really a, good discussion, right? Yeah. It's a sleepless night for a lot of people, and a lot of golfers have taken it and gone, well, I don't really care what's happening in the, those countries. It's more, you know, it's about the golf, but um, I think essentially yeah, you do have to think about where it's coming from um, and what goes on okay. in those countries. I know that Daniel feels quite strongly about that, um, but in terms of the mercenary golf, I love, love how Sergio Garcia got asked as well, and he got quite aggressive around the whole live golf thing. And um, Greg Norman's obviously been the spokesman for it. He's gone into a bunker somewhere. So he's ducking for cover. And Phil Mickelson as well uh, hasn't been on the news uh, for quite some time. So uh, it's, a, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Uh, nah. 
I, th- I, th- I think it was Sergio Garcia that was talking that I, I, I gave Brooks Kepta credit. I, I'm, I'm in this situation on the side of the players. You know, they know each other. So what? Rory McIlroy, we know, is incredibly outspoken about all of this, right? And go, well, you're all a pack of tossers. Well, that's fine, Rory, but, and you've got plenty of money. But if someone, yeah, I mean, oh, our very own, what's his name? Who just won the tournament? Who just won the tournament? Who's the key we just won? No. No, who's the who's the Danny Lee? You know he's he didn't. I don't think he got paid mega money to go play live golf, but then he goes and wins a tournament, pockets six million dollars. I mean, why wouldn't you? Yeah. Come on. Hey, uh, this is the new Saturday Session Mowers Club brought to you by Tui Lawn Force. If you're out mowing the lawn stake, tell us because you could be in a could be a winner. Double eight double three or call us on oh eight hundred one five oh eight eleven. Okay, let's talk cricket. First of all, headlines because this is Grant and I've had a discussion this week, which I really want to go donkey deep in as much as you can go donkey deep onto something. So, black cap skipper Kane Williamson probably going to miss the Cricket World Cup later this year because he's done his ACL at the Indian Premier League, which is not cool. They're going to wait for it to settle down and then they're going to surgery maybe two to three weeks, which is not crash, hot. So, Grant, as far as the chances, this is the easy question to ask, as far as the chances of the Black Caps and the T20 World Cup go now, what do you say? Well, I think it, the, the question that everyone's asking is who replaces Williamson and how do you replace a world-class player? Well, one, you can't replace someone like Kane Williamson. He's an unbelievable player. Um, and the other question is, is uh, well, who is it? Who's the person that goes and bats at three? And I think that all you essentially do is you, everyone bumps up one, one position um, in the batting order. So you've got, there's one, one position that's probably a big question mark, and that was Finn Allen for the World Cup. So World Cup's going to be in India, so you need someone that can actually play spin and play spin really well. So Finn Allen at the moment took the place of, you would say, Martin Guptill. Martin Guptill, um, you know, released from his New Zealand contract, went to go play in the Big Bash, now playing on the T20 circuit. Um, so they chose Finn Allen. However, that experiment probably hasn't worked as well as they wanted it to work. He's shown glimpses of, um, you know, ability and and talent. We know he's got that, but probably not the consistency that they want. So he's paired up with Devin Conway. So Devin Conway, he's there there and thereabouts. He'll definitely uh, be, well, there's probably more pressure that gets lumped on him to take over what Williamson does. I think the two players you look at is probably Daryl Mitchell and Tom Latham. Tom Latham, I'd be reluctant to push up to three. And the reason being is because he's been batting at five. And what you want to do going into a World Cup is you want consistency. And you want consistency in roles and performances. So because Tom Latham has been batting at five and he's been earmarked to bat at five, he's kind of that, that player that resurrects the innings. That's where I used to bat. I used to bat at five. And it's, it's quite a niche position. You can't just take someone from five and say, well, you go bat at three now. It's a very different role. So he's been... Um, you know, occupying that role and doing it very well um, for New Zealand. So I wouldn't move Tom Latham. So Daryl Mitchell's at four at the moment. So the question is, is, is there someone like Will Young that maybe uh, comes in? Uh, Glenn Phillips, do we take him from the middle, middle to lower order? Do we try and go with a Michael Bracewell instead of batting at seven or eight, go in with the, you know, the Mark Great batch theory, like a pinch hitter? that comes in and has a, has a whack. Um, essentially, I would go Daryl Mitchell at three. I'd push him up at three and maybe Glenn Phillips at four. Um, that's, that's how I would look at it. And then you're looking at someone like Jimmy Neesham to either come in or it opens up 
the opportunity for us to play Michael Bracewell offspin, Satner left arm ortho, and then Ish Sodi comes in in Indian conditions and plays as a wicket taker. So you play the extra bowler rather than the extra batter. So, okay, so you know my strength is not cricket, but I'm, I'm intrigued to ask, and when we're talking, like I, I look at T20 a bit of a bash game, right? But you've also, you've mm. just, you just don't get that wry smile off your face. Come on, I'm, I'm grilling you <laughs> here. Come on, why why is uh, the fifth at batting at five such a niche position in T20? I mean, if you're all doing the one thing, if you're all going out there, I mean, I'm sure that I understand there's tactics to hold on yards, but why is five such a niche position? Very good question, actually. Oh, so, I mean, when you when you look, when you look at um, when you look at the power play, so. There's moments in the game that you want to dominate in T20 cricket or in one-day cricket, sorry. So first 15 overs, um, you want to make sure that you don't lose too many wickets, but you also maximize the opportunity to get runs. So do you, you know, roll the dice and throw someone like Finn Allen in? Because if the conditions are great, we get off to an amazing start and we're aggressive and hopefully he stays in, you know, and goes big. But we might want to sacrifice one or two wickets to maximize the number of runs. And then from overs 15 to almost 40, now all of a sudden it's about you know creating a foundation but scoring at a steady pace so that you don't lose too many wickets and then you can launch again. Um, so number five is kind of like that position where if you do lose three wickets quickly, someone that can is good enough technically that can consolidate but also push the ball around and keep the runs going. So my role was like just one a ball, one a ball, one a ball up until the 45th over and I had to strike it close to 100 um, and take very few risks, which probably cost me playing in you know a lot of the mercenary leagues. Could I would I would love to have just gone out there and had a whack, um, and then from the forty fifth over, Craig McMillan was that then you're only allowed to hit the ball. So you have to be able to play two games, but then also if you come in later, if you come in at the fortieth, you should be able to whack it as well. So you're playing both those sides of the game. So I think to have that technique and have that mindset to be able to lay the foundation and be that sort of steady head through the middle, I think does take a lot of time to, to cultivate that role. Totally unrelated. You mentioned Marty Gubdol. Would you still be playing him in the, in the T20s? Uh, I, yeah, I, I just don't know what, what goes on. I think more, it's more succession planning. So, right. so, so, okay. He's good so enough. To- let's restart the question then. Was Marty Kupto genuinely done when he, when his contract was was well? They they always say mutual agreement. I think that's actually bollocks. To be fair, and I know he's pretty upset that the, I know for a fact he was pretty upset when the decision was made. So, it does make you wonder what the thinking is moving forward? Do you think it? Okay, I'll save your face here. Do you think it was time going forward for Marty? Um, I think it was probably getting close, but I think when you say mutual agreement, um, he probably got a really good offer from the Big Bash League, looked at it, it was probably more than his New Zealand contract, and he, uh, this is where I don't know what happened, is is he still available to play for New Zealand? This is what no one really knows, because Jimmy Neesham, well, he turned down a New Zealand contract and went to the South African League, and then went to the Dubai League, but then he was seen in the squad the other day, so... Does that open the door to everyone? Or what was the conversation? What's the difference between Jimmy Neesham and Martin Guptill and Colin Grantholm and Trent Bolt? Um, and I don't think the public fully knows. Like We still don't know if Trent Bolt is going to be 
you know, someone that we'll see in the World Cup. Well, okay, so do we do we play this card and start stirring the pot a bit? Do you think that because anyone that speaks out against New Zealand cricket uh, is suddenly shunned and put on the blacklist or anything like that? Or is it, are they going to now be, with the Williamson situation, do you think now they might be forced into rethinking things or do you think there is enough cover? I think there's enough cover, but yeah, I think, you know, convinced. when you, when, when you, well, well, we spoke about the Trent Bolt thing. Yeah. Okay, and it was obviously all the fans, and he's, he's definitely a player that you want to see in the World Cup. Now, the issue I had with that, and we spoke about it a little bit last week as well, but it was you have to then go and tell someone like Matt Henry, who's been to Pakistan, he's been to India, he's had a great season, he's played well, and you say, sorry, Matt, we're, we're benching you. Uh, Trent's coming in for the World Cup. And, I have uh, no problem with that. I have no. You don't have a problem. I with have that? no problem if, I, if I'm going to if I've got a genuine match winner sitting there and is now available, then fine. My issue is make a decision about what you are doing with these contracts. So either you are going to yes. com- commit to cricket New Zealand, or are we going to use these? Are we going to use as you call the mercenary leagues? I love that title, the mercenary leagues, the T Twenty leagues, <laughs> as their um, what are they? As their sabbatical. But it'll still allow them to play. So we're so this is, I think this is where you've got a problem too, right? Either where who are you? Where are you? Where where is your allegiance? Uh, do we have we is loyalty now a dead thing? No, I I, I think that you're right. It should be treated as a sabbatical. And the big thing about this is you've hit the nail on the head. Is the contracts? Why can't we put them on a small retainer where? They're still pledging their allegiance to New Zealand cricket, but for certain times of the year. So the narrative to the press is, hey, you know, Trent Bolt's still contracted to New Zealand cricket and still available for the World Cup. Then all of a sudden, you know, the the press hounds are no longer on his case. There's no longer this question in doubt. Everyone is available. But I think that that retainer then requires them to A, be fit, be available for certain amount of marketing, and then certain periods that is agreed upon with New Zealand cricket. Do you think then though Grant that the issue they might have is, is a bit of a safe one if we if we do that and we, we are being New Zealand cricket do that and we allow them to go and play the mercenary leagues there is the probability that we're going to waste this retainer on an injury that suddenly they're, they're being pushed so hard IPL, Caribbean, uh, Pakistan whatever and then suddenly the the gold nugget they've been sitting on says, actually, I've just done my hammy, I've just done a calf, I've just done my knee. Do you think they're playing the safe game saying, no? So they're playing the black and white option, a bit, a bit like the All Blacks saying, you have to play in New Zealand to be an All Black. Well, to understand what happens with the IPL, so the IPL window of 10 weeks is essentially the player's break. So I don't think many people know that, but that's their break in international cricket. So if I was New Zealand cricket and I was contracting someone, I'd like to say, hey, you need to have a break now, but you can't because they might be earning 1.5 million. But also, what you also have to realize is that New Zealand cricket get 10% of every deal that's made in the IPL. So if you go for a million dollars, New Zealand cricket get 100,000. And that's kind of like the, the gift from the BCCI to say, thank you for allowing your player to play in this window. So, yeah, <laughs> now you understand it, right? So you want to say to a player, take a break, but at the same time, do you really? 
So this is an interesting point. Uh, I've got Steve from Rotorua on the text machine. He says, do you think uh, what we have been talking about increases the likelihood of Trent Bolt potentially playing for the World Cup now that Kane is out? I mean, we're talking well, bowler, versus, really. bowler versus batter, right? Okay, yeah. so the comparison's a little weird. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's not a like for like, um, but thank you for your But match winners, match winners, right? Match winners. Um, yeah, definitely match winners, and you want to go into World Cup with match winners. But if I go back to the reason why I would probably be reluctant to, to play Trent Bolt, it would be purely about the team culture and environment. Because you're saying to players that have done the hard yards, sorry, you know, we're just bringing someone in to replace you. And I think that that creates a little bit of a bitter culture. And that's not what the culture of the Black Caps team is about. However, you change those contracts, which you spoke about, Steve, then I think it's a different story. Did you just call me? Did he just call Kez? Did he just call me Steve? Wow. Is that all right? It's going to be a long day, isn't it? It's going to be a long day. Stephen. Thank you. There we go. And now I'll be done on on, uh, texting for being a knob. All right. It's 10.20. This is the new Saturday Session Mowers Club brought to you by Tui Lawn Force. Visit our new Lawn Force website hub for expert lawn advice. Uh, And I just got a call in there from John or text going, hey, I've just finished mowing the lawn. Good on you. It's been a big job in Christchurch today. We'll certainly enjoy a cold beer later while watching all the sport on telly. Have a great weekend. And that you have a great weekend too. Never know, you could be a winner, winner, chicken dinner. Hey, if you've got some thoughts on what Grant's been saying, should New Zealand cricket offer small contracts, retainer contracts, so then they can pick and choose the match winners if they want them for maybe the mercenary circuit and the mercenary T20 world that we live in, then give us a call. 0800 150811. It's 0800 150811. Or text us on the Timber Bedpost text line 8833.